I mean, my friend, he died of lung cancer. His personal experience in his 20s and 30s when he's smoking like a chimney, well, this is not bad for you. I feel good. I feel fine. While all the while inside, his lungs are turning blacker. And so we can't depend on our senses as the final determining factor. So this absolute truth coming to us through our Vedic scriptures and line of perfect teachers is what we should rely on. If a person can achieve that faith in the teachings, you know, and go according to that with intelligence rather than what the mind says or what the senses say and what our friends say and society says. If we can just understand that's not the real authority, here is the real authority, and follow that, then we'll come out perfect in the end. So I had a, a friend who asked me a question, and so I and I thought this was a question that could be you know relevant to everyone. I think it is, and he because he was wondering about how how if you decide that you want to practice, like you you decide that spiritual life is something for you, you that's you want to do that. You want to make a choice. You, you've made a choice that you know that's the way to go. I can you know you've come to that stage. Then, and and he himself. Well, the question is, what now? <laughs> That's basically his question. What now? What what do you do? And what's what's a plan that could work for such a person? And which things are more important? Which things are less important? Uh, kind of the the balance between things that like your daily practices and your meditation practices and other lifestyle practices. What what is important? What what's on the table? I guess that's the first, you know, aspect of it. What, what's on the table, so we can kind of understand, because, you know, here's Breaking Trail. You have fifty-six podcasts. There are a lot of things on the table, <laughs> you know, which things are which and which are important. And, you know, right now, what you need to to get more profound in your spiritual life, in your journey. I guess that's something, <laughs> something like that. Uh huh. Well, yeah, that's a valid question. So first thing one should do is become educated. I mean, you can't go in any direction in any sphere of life without some knowledge, yeah. some education. So that's the first step. You start getting a little educated in what's available. And, and you know, there's a philosophy that we must, you know, hear to gain the proper education because there's a lot of teachings out there no. that aren't correct. So, you know, you know, it kind of goes back even further back. How serious is a person in really, okay, I want to pursue spiritual life, but to what degree of sincerity is that decision made? Right. Because the Lord is in our heart. He knows our sincerity. He knows what we want. See, we got an idea maybe. I want this and that in spiritual. The Lord knows that. And there's different spiritual paths, different spiritual teachings. And so the Lord guides us basically to what we want. According to our sincerity. Like how how much we're ready to. And our determination. (laughs) Uh What? What brand of spiritual life, so to speak? <laughs> what what kind of spiritual life? Because there's all kinds of stuff that's called spiritual. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, totally. it's either completely not spiritual or kind of touching on it or semi or, you know, mixed or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So if a person is brought to the table, if you will, of bhakti yoga, mm-hmm. then they will begin to hear who they are, number one. I mean, this is very basic information that we need in the beginning. Who am I? And we learn we're spirit soul. We're not the material body. So therefore, after that knowledge is imparted and we accept it, if we do, then I have to start thinking, well, what's good for me, the spirit soul? 
because we've been so conditioned to think I'm the body and what's good for me means what's good for my body. What's good for me materially? What's going to bring me material pleasures and, and yeah. sensual experiences that I enjoy? And, yeah. and, and at the same time, avoiding things that put me in distress or bring pain to me or take away from my enjoying mood. And, and it's like it's so natural, like you say, we're so conditioned that we don't even maybe think about it. Like someone, you, you can say this and someone can say, well, I don't necessarily consciously think like that. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't, that's the point. It's there in the background. You've been, you've been conditioned or trained or, or, you know, shaped. We've been doing it for lifetimes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, not even this lifetime. Yeah, yeah. but Many. this and previous. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, now we just... According to our sense perception, oh, that's a pretty girl. Yeah, I'd like to get to know her. Mm-hmm. You know, that would be good for me, my pleasure, mm-hmm. if I could hook up with her somehow. And then you kind of just start making the movements necessary to bring that to the table, you mm-hmm. see? Yeah, I can see that. So that's what we're conditioned to do now. Or what What kind of, oh, I hear some music. I don't like that. Oh, I like that. Oh, I, there's going to be a concert of this kind of music or this band. Oh, I'm going to go. So we're just taken to wherever we are by our idea of this will bring pleasure to my ears and to my eyes and to my whatever sense is involved. Oh, I like to, that's a new restaurant. Let's go there. Yeah. You know, I haven't been to that one yet. And, oh, it's Indian food. I like Indian food, or oh, I never tried Indian food, but I liked it, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's just a dictation of the senses. And then, oh, that place I don't like, or that won't be, bring me pleasure. So pleasure, yeah. pleasure, and avoid that, that it's not pleasurable for my body. And so it's always choosing. Uh, this brings me pleasure, or will, or hopefully, <laughs> and, and this won't, yeah. or didn't, yeah. or can't. And, and that's the basis of our decision-making, you know. Yeah. So when we come to spiritual life, we learn another truth. I'm not the body. I'm not my senses. I'm not my mind. And all the pleasures that I may experience through those avenues of material pleasure, there's nothing for me, the spirit soul. So that's why it's important to know who we are. Because until I know who I am, spiritual life in many cases doesn't make sense. Oh, don't do that. What do you mean don't do it? I like doing that. Yeah, and I get pleasure from it. I get pleasure. I've, I've been doing that for years. Mm-hmm. You know? And so when we hear, but it's not good for you, what do you mean? You, the spirit soul, see? So when we learn that we're spirit soul and all the pleasures of the body never make us, the spirit soul, happy. It's, it's of no value to us. And so then we have to redirect a whole lot of things. <laughs> oh, this will be good for me spiritually. And in the beginning, we just were reading about that yesterday in a, in a retreat. We were talking about how, you know, the, the material pleasures that we may like are actually going to be bitter in the end. Mm. Let's just say, you know, there's so many examples, smoking. People who smoke like to smoke, you know. But did they like it in the beginning? Usually not. Usually the first few times a person smokes that tobacco, it's not, it's kind of like, it gives them maybe nausea or headaches or, they just don't like it. But because of the addiction and the way it affects our mind and bodies, we start not only liking it, but get addicted to it. Mm -hmm. And we can't not smoke. See, but what is that we're moving toward? Ill health, you know. And on the cigarette packs, it even says fifty percent of all smokers die of smoking-related diseases. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you go, hmm. <laughs> but you don't even read that stuff. No, you don't. Or it causes cancer. It causes, you know, all these problems. You know. So you're moving toward that as the bitter taste of you're enjoying cigarettes, you know, and the hospitals are full of people with lung cancers mm-hmm. because of smoking. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine 
died from lung cancer, which is, was no surprise to me. He, he smoked from the time I knew him in, in, you know, junior high school or before. I mean, he was always, I don't remember when he didn't smoke, <laughs> you know, and a lot, not just occasionally. And I kept saying, Jack, you, you know, that's not good. But he just kept going and he died of lung cancer. Wow. At 50, I think, somewhere around 50. Yeah. So... No surprise. So it turned out bitter in the end. Whereas spiritual activity, spiritual involvements and paths may start out bitter. I don't like this. Oh, can you sit and meditate for 20 minutes, you know, with these mantras? I, I, I don't like to, you know, I'd rather be doing something else, you know. So the scripture described that if we can understand it, what is bitter in the beginning, spiritual life, will become nectar in the end because it's actually there. There's actually nectar there. We just can't taste it. What we were reading yesterday was about the jauntiest tongue. You know, the jauntiest is the disease of the liver. Yeah. And things that are sweet taste bitter. You know, so they referred to it as the jauntiest tongue. You know, and so the the mantras, chanting the holy names and so on in the beginning, may be like that. It's actually sweet, but as but it you purifies can't. and you get yeah. well, then it starts tasting more and more sweet. Uh -huh. The sweetness was always there, but because of our disease of ignorance yeah. and contamination and conditioning, we can't taste that. Yeah. The sweetness is there, but we can, we can't taste it. But when we become free of the disease of ignorance, mm -hmm. then we move toward the real sweet taste. Oh, it's a little bit. Oh, I don't mind it so much. Hmm, kind of enjoyable. Oh, I like. Oh, this is really good. <laughs> you know? And so it was always there. It was always really good. <laughs> And and with like you said before, to come back to that, with with wisdom, with proper knowledge, you you will see that it makes sense that this is good for you, and then you do it regardless whether like the taste of it is a little bit bitter. Yeah, right? you get away from dependent on your personal experience uh -huh. yeah. and go beyond that to knowledge. Yes, yes. I mean, my so. friend he died of lung cancer. His personal experience in his twenties and thirties, when he's smoking like a chimney, was well, this not bad for you? I feel good. I feel fine. And he was a fit guy, you yeah. know, an athletic guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, so his experience was wrong. While all the while inside, his lungs are turning blacker and <laughs> the, the cancer's susceptibility is increasing with every puff and, and et cetera. So we can't depend on our senses as the final determining factor. Right. So... Knowledge is what we need. So this absolute truth coming to us through our Vedic scriptures and line of perfect teachers is what we should rely on. Because this is coming from knowledge, people who know. And forget about what I think or what I feel or my experience is different than what I hear because we have imperfect senses, very imperfect. And so if a person can achieve that faith in the teachings, you know, and go according to that with intelligence rather than what the mind says or what the senses say and what our friends say and society says. Yeah. Yeah. If we yeah. can just understand that's not the real authority. Yeah. Here is the real authority and follow that, then we'll come out perfect in the end. Yeah. So, so then if you... If you have that, so so where where so first you're not your body, then this this wisdom. But again, to come back to this table of different things to put into, where, what what's the next step? Well, the, again, with the knowledge that we have access to, we're told first step hearing. So that's what we're talking about now: hearing, mm. hearing all this knowledge, this truth, this information, and not all the knowledge. I mean, the knowledge is unlimited. Just hearing. You're not the body, your spirit soul. Let's just say that's all you heard. And what you should do, it should be in connection with you, 
your spirit soul's well-being. Okay, so that's all you know. You don't know all this other fathom, fathomless amount of information. <laughs> but you know, you know, or you accept that much. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so then you go to the table, and here's the nine processes of bhakti yoga, devotional service. And the first step, first process is hearing. Well, you've already begun because you've heard <laughs> about your identity. Mm -hmm. And, of course, also in the first stage of hearing will be this mantra or these mantras are transcendental sounds, spiritual sounds. They're not material sounds. So they have spiritual power coming from the spiritual world. And when you contact this spiritual transcendental sound, you, the spirit soul, get purified, you get benefited, you get nourished, mm -hmm. you know, you get helped. So hearing is the first process. So you hear that. The next step is chanting. Okay, here's the mantras, here's the reason why to chant the mantras. Or maybe you don't even hear the reasons. You just say they're good for you. <laughs> Let's say. Or maybe you don't hear anything, but you just happen to be among a group of people and the chanting's going on, or you go to a class, and there's not all this elaborate explanation. They say, okay, we're going to relax with this Goranga breathing meditation. Yeah. And, you just... and that's all. And so you just sit there. You don't know anything about Goranga and the whatever, whatever. And you do it, but you still get purified. So now you've entered into the chanting step. Mm -hmm. And then the third step is remembering. So you remember what you heard. Don't forget it. Oh, I heard it, but I don't remember it. I forget it. I don't pay attention. No, you remember. That's part of the process. Don't forget what you've heard. You're not the body, remember? And that has to be reinforced again and again and again. Because for lifetimes and lifetimes, it's being reinforced. You are the body. And, and and so that's where association is important because yeah. then you'll have you'll have reminders, you know, from uh, from other people who remember you help yeah. each other remember. Yes, <laughs> and yeah. else you'll help you. They'll, you'll have people around you help you forget. Right. You know. <laughs> and everybody will help you forget. <laughs> I mean, the whole society is geared to forgetting the truth <sighs> and remembering the non-truth. You know, everybody knows. McDonald's, mm -hmm. but how much money they spend a year on advertising is amazing. It's not like they're trying to bring it to the first time this person's attention. There's a such thing as McDonald's. We're a restaurant, and we serve Big Macs. I mean, everybody in the world knows that, but it has to be bombarded, reinforced again and again and again. Go to McDonald's, the Golden Arches, Ronald McDonald, bring your kids here, Happy Meals, Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. And it's just again and again and again. So it's just part of your psyche. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So, you know, we've heard that forever. So now you got to hear more than one time. Remember, you're not the body. Oh, you're not the body. You're not the body. You're not the body. Yeah. Your spirit soul. Your spirit soul. This is who you really. Are. We need to hear it. But where are you going to hear it? Only in association with people who are following these teachings, yeah. or from the scriptures that we read and almost on every page that's presented, you know. And so that's why association and constant study and reading and hearing is necessary. Yeah. You can't just go to one program and hear this and, oh, okay, now I know that. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then go out and hear the McDonald's ads a <laughs> hundred times. <laughs> no. So that's the third step, is, is, is remembering. Those three are the most important. Hearing, hearing. chanting, and remembering. Mm -hmm. And then along with the hearing will also come additional information. You know, like worshiping, praying, offerings to the Lord, practical service, helping those who are serving the Lord, if you can't serve directly, and so on and so on. So there's, there's many parts, but it must start with hearing, chanting, remembering. Mm. Get up in the morning and remember the mantras. See, yeah. 
get up in the morning and let that be a part of your first thing everyday activity. Chanting the mantras, thinking about, look in the mirror in the morning when you go to take your shower, look in the mirror and go, that's not me. That's my body, you know, rather than how do I look today is, oh, the body's looking tired today or the body's feeling tired or, you know, or the body's feeling very good, whatever. The body is not me. I'm, I'm now starting to get it right. My body is sick or my body is healthy or my body is strong or my yeah, body is yeah, yeah. beautiful today, yeah. whatever. Yeah. I'm now starting to get it. How my body feels today and yeah. what's... Yeah. And so it's, it's reinforcing. And, and some people even put little reminders around the house written on a card, yeah. Yeah. on a refrigerator, on the mirror in the bathroom, on the door that you're going through frequently. You're not the body. And I, I, just to say that I was in a retreat the last week, and they, they had these notes in the bathrooms. Oh, and but the note didn't say, you know, you're not your body. They said, "Look at you, how beautiful you are." Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, in Norwegian. <laughs> so it's funny that you mentioned that. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's that's the the new age positive thinking. Yeah. You're beautiful. Yeah. You're the best. You're wonderful. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, yeah, but look, it, it doesn't matter. If you have a note that says you're not your body, don't worry about it then. You know, your body is ugly, your body is beautiful. It doesn't matter. It's not you. Yeah, it's, it's not you. <laughs> because very few bodies are beautiful anyway. <laughs> you know, and you can put all the cards you want on the wall saying that you're beautiful. But it's not real, you know. You, the spirit soul, are eternally beautiful. But the body we're in is very rarely beautiful. And, you know, and look how much yeah. money is spent every day people trying to make their body look better. Exactly. You know, all the creams and the hair and the, the makeup and the Botox and... Uh -huh. Money and effort and time and... Effort. Yeah, so... You know, you start putting things in perspective. You start, now you're living in a world of reality, of truth. And it always is a reminder, but, and continue to chant. And after you've chanted to some degree, and that's individual, it starts just being in your head anyway. You know, it's just like in there. You wake up in the morning, you don't even have to think about chanting the mantras. They're just there. Mm -hmm. There they are. Because it becomes part of your psyche. And people say, oh, you're just talking about everybody should be brainwashed. Well, if there's one part of the body that needs washing more than any other part, it's the brain. <laughs> if you want to go on that subject, you know, who doesn't need their brain washed? Just, you know, it's just the darkest, filthiest thing of, of all. I agree. You know, so, yeah, we should... Appreciate that brainwashing, but they say it in a negative way. Yeah. You're just yeah. being, you know, coerced into believing Manipulated it. or, yeah. you know. Well. You're being conditioned. And, uh, well, that's our point. You're being conditioned already. <laughs> you're already conditioned and we're trying to undo it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. no, we're just saying, well, that's why these advertisers of Forever, since I was born, they have little jingles, you know, a little musical sound, a bunch of words he's saying that'll stick in your mind, advertising their product. You know, let yourself go to Pizza Hut. They don't just say, let yourself go to, they make a little tune. Mm -hmm. Let yourself go, and you just start singing that little tune. It's stuck in there, and it drives you crazy sometimes, <laughs> yeah. you know. <laughs> And, uh, and it can be stuck there for years. And it, for your life, yeah. really. <laughs> Somebody reminds you of it and it's, there it is. It's just like it never went away. Coke is it? Coke is it? Da -da -da -da. Coke is it? So that's not unknown. That's, that's common stuff. Yeah. And what we're saying, if you're going to have something in there, and you are, Something's going to be in there anyway. Why not have a transcendental sound that's going to purify you, the soul? It's going to be a continuous playback of what you need to hear. You know, so if the mantras are there first thing in the morning, 
that's not a bad thing. That's great. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, it's, see, they've taken all these truths and they've perverted them to make it so your mind and consciousness is filled with material things that will keep you attached to the world and keep you involved in this illusion of this is my happiness. I mean, every ad is trying to make you think if you eat this, if you drink this, if you buy this, if you go to this place, it'll make you happy. Mm. I mean, that's the reason they advertise, right? Mm -hmm. If they make it so that whatever their product is, is presented in a way that's not going to make you happy, you're not going to buy it. No. (laughs) <laughs> no, of course not. It's yeah. going to make you miserable. You never buy that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, well, that's also on on the same subject of of the question from this person. He he was also he really liked. We we spoke about the ascending and the descending process, and he really was attracted to the descending process. Uh, but. <laughs> The ascending process? The descending. Descending. He was more attracted to the descending process. He okay. thought that was... But but he also wanted to make a plan. And generally, ascending method is more like you make... I guess it can be described like that if I'm not wrong. Like you make a plan. You, you're going to do this and this. And with your power and with your like mental capability or your your strength, you're going to climb up to the absolute truth. And But... The descending process also needs some kind of planning and some kind of structure, um, I, I guess. Well, the bhakti yoga process is fully structured. Uh-huh. So that's why we have our practices. Sadhana bhakti is devotional service in practice. So every day when you wake up, you practice. You chant the mantras as prescribed, mm-hmm. you know, Goranga meditation or chanting on the bees, japa meditation. You attend morning programs where there's offerings made to the Lord, you know, where people gather and chant if there's no people. You know, now, fortunately enough, there's online early morning programs, so you can just join online. And there's there's everything you need, just like if you're in a temple, you know, but it's online and you can chant the different morning prayers and make your offering you know, to your screen because the screen is a display of the deities and so, and you can actually offer the flower or the f- apple or whatever it is that you you offer. And there's, there's a group of people there that are chanting and you chant with them. It's just like being there almost. And in fact, it is being there in, in the real sense of the word. So that's available now. Before it wasn't. I mean, when I first started chanting, there was no anything. No, nothing. There wasn't even cell phones. There was. Sure. We didn't even have a landline. I mean, <laughs> we were living in an ashram. It was remote enough. There was no electricity. <laughs> and there was no telephone. Not even the old dial-up kind. But we, we had everything we needed. We had mantras. We had our spiritual master to teach us. We had the scriptures to study and be taught, you know, by the master. The scriptures were taught to us. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was arranged by the arranger, the supreme arranger. So you can't say, well, you know, I didn't have... I mean, I was on a remote island in Hawaii. There very few people lived on the island at all, you know. And yet I had everything. I had full facility for all of these activities of hearing, chanting, remembering, offering, worshiping, you know, practical service, being guided by a a bona fide spiritual master, et cetera, et cetera. And and I was just in the middle of nowhere, you know. But it was arranged by the arranger. Because of your sincerity. Well, myself and others included Mm -hmm. that were serious and so obviously... The Lord knew that, and mm-hmm. he just arranged it, so here it is. And the community grew. Mm-hmm. More people came. Here's this facility, and they understood, well, yeah, this is this is attractive to me. There's a lot who didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not like everybody came, but yeah. a lot of people came. 
But that's like that's also what people think spiritual life is about to come back to that and to be out there in the forest and because you spoke about material attachments, so someone could also think that the goal about is what? you spoke about material attachments. Oh yeah. And and so many people would perhaps think that that's the ideal scenario is to live more in in those conditions that you lived like away from society because you don't want the material attachments you want to get free of those but yeah. well in one sense it's a big plus mm. you know i mean that's been done for forever ashrams and yeah you know people kind of leaving society and going to a, a conducive place yeah. so it is good but very few people can even do that You know, I mean, how many people can just pull up stakes and go to such a place? No. I mean, some can, but a lot of people cannot. So does that mean they can't be successful too? No. And of course, no, you can be in the middle of the biggest city of all. You know, my spiritual master, Bhaktivedanta Swami, went to where? First, he went to New York. That's a big city. Then he went to San Francisco. That's a big city. And then he went to the other big cities, you know, Seattle, Washington, Toronto, Canada, you know, London, England, Paris, France, et cetera, et cetera. Big cities. And he, he didn't say, oh, you're in the city, you, you can't make it. Yeah. Okay, here you are, you know, yeah. very big city, very busy, but this is what you can do and be successful. Yeah. Right here in the middle of these biggest cities on the planet, yeah. Tokyo, You know, and so it's it's not correct that, oh, if I could just go live in the forest somewhere and do that, I would be more successful. Not necessarily. Again, the mantras are more, much more powerful than you can imagine and, and what you can, I mean, if you implement them in your life, they will change your life regardless of... You being Absolutely. in the forest. They overcome or, all material obstacles. Exactly. All material yeah. influences, etc. Well, you have to give yourself to them. You know, you have to make a decision if you're in this big city. Okay, this is the direction I'm going. I'm focusing on this. You know, and maybe your lifestyle previously in the city has been the opposite of what it should have been. This is all the bars, all the clubs. All the forms of, you know, degradation that mm -hmm. you want. It's easily right at your fingertips. Mm -hmm. It's cool. You know, there's a lot of association there. Everybody will take you in. <laughs> You're welcome. So you have to make a decision. No, I'm not going to do that. You know, I'm going to take this other direction in life. Yeah. And some people are more naturally inclined to spiritual life than others a lot more mm -hmm. I just talked to a girl yesterday she's 29 now and she, you could tell just from the first time I saw her that she was you know a little cleaner a little different a little you know not just materially covered up mm -hmm. and, and so when we talked it, it became obvious that you know what I had had a could understand was correct. She never drank. She never smoked. Oh. She never liked to go to parties. She wasn't involved in some relationship with a guy. You know, she was, and she said, I just have always felt like I'm not from this planet. I don't belong here, you know, because she's thinking, I don't like any of this stuff. So I'm alone. I, I really don't belong. And I said, you're right. Because we belong in the spiritual world. But that was just from, she didn't learn that somewhere. It just came from inside. Mm -hmm. She was never attracted to any of that from very early. Yeah. And she never ate meat, by the way. Oh. Well, I don't know if she didn't, she didn't say never. She said, I don't eat meat. Yeah. And it was just natural for me to yeah, not yeah, eat yeah. meat. Yeah. And nobody trained her or told her, oh, if you eat meat, this is your karma. No, she just... I don't want to eat that. I don't want to drink. I don't want to smoke. I don't wow. want to be. And, and so she said, all my friends think I'm crazy. She said, I don't have many friends. Yeah. But her associates at work and so on, yeah. 
-hmm. They just think she's strange, you know, like, you don't do all the things you're supposed to do. What's wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong with you? And so she was very happy to find, you know, us who don't do those things. It was like we can relate to her. She's not abnormal. She's perfectly normal and very benefited by being so. Yeah. And so she, it made her comfortable just thinking, wow, this is a nice thing that I've come on to. And she just saw an ad somewhere and came and, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> everybody's in a different place. But back to the idea of your, your friend originally, mm-hmm. it's all laid out in Bhakti Yoga. You don't have to decide it. You mm-hmm. just follow. Hear, chant. Do this, get up at this time, do this morning program, you know, do some practical work. You know, there's people that are promoting these teachings that need help. Get involved. You know, you've got energy, you've got talents, you've got ability. Utilize them. Use them, yeah. You know, that's Mm -hmm. spiritual life. That's practical devotional service. You know, and you learn more about the Lord. Pray to the Lord. He's real. You know, if you have prayers, direct them to the Lord. You know, you have desires and wishes. You want to talk to somebody, you know, talk to the Lord. You know, and that's laid out. I mean, you don't have to wonder, well, what should I do? Mm. You know, well, what's priority? Hearing, chanting, remembering. That's the first three. Yeah. And then the others, not that they're less important, but you you really can't be effective in doing the rest until you do the first three. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's what brings you to be qualified, both you know mentally and enthusiastically, and so on, in doing the other ones. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I see it's what you mean. Perfect training. I see what you mean because you can have the the correct like way, but you're not motivated. You don't have the the inner strength. To, to go through it because it might be bitter in the beginning like we started speaking about so you need the strength you need the t- determination you need the correct motivation yeah yeah like a spiritual motivation but that if you don't have it that comes from the chanting following yes. these activities no. it says in Bhagavad Gita in chapter 12 you know it says the best thing mm-hmm is to just fix your mind 100% on the Lord. You know, just be fully engaged in thinking of the Lord and helping the Lord, deserving the Lord, 100%. That's the best, obviously so. Mm-hmm. But he says, if you can't, this is the Lord speaking, but if you can't do that, then follow the regulated principles of bhakti yoga and you will develop a desire to know me. So, okay, I don't really have a desire to know the Lord. Follow the regulative principles of Bhakti Yoga and you will develop that desire. And what we have a desire for becomes easy. Yeah. Maybe the the execution is not easy, but it's easy for us to do it. Yeah. Because I want to do it. Yeah. Look at all these people. Yeah, these amazingly true. difficult things <laughs> in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and And... Oh, why I want to. I have this burning desire. Yeah. I can't not do it. Yeah. And those <laughs> things are very hard. Like, I mean, I mean, Everest. Yeah. That's big endeavor. <laughs> and there's other ones harder than that. But let's, everybody's heard of Mount Everest. But this year, 478 people got a permit to climb Everest. Okay. So the permit costs $11,000. But then by the time you add the guide and the, the whole expedition expenses and whatever, what it comes to, it's 65 to 100,000 bucks. Just to try. That doesn't mean you're going to get on top. That's just to try. So you got to want to do it. You're not up there doing all. And, and of course, the danger of losing toes and fingers and noses mm-hmm. and life. Mm-hmm. I mean, this year, 12 people died and. There's still some people missing. Mm. You know, so 12 people that had such a burning desire died because of that desire. And, you know, the ones that are missing are probably dead too. Because if you go missing up there, yeah. it's, yeah. you know, 
they haven't confirmed you're dead because they don't didn't find your body, but yeah. you are yeah. <laughs> in most cases. Yeah. So, so who could say? Well, I didn't really want to do it, but I did it. Nobody. <laughs> See, you definitely got to be motivated. But once you're that motivated, you, you risk your life, your fingers, your toes, your nose, mm. you know. Your lungs may be damaged. Your brain, you know, just because you don't die doesn't mean you don't have brain damage for the rest of your life. You know, why'd you do that? The challenge, I just wanted to do, I, had to, I just had to do it. Leaving wives and children and jobs and all kinds of things behind and putting that as the number one priority. Yeah. This is a strong Against opinion. usually the wishes of the wives. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't do exactly. that. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to. Okay, I understand. You can go because I know you'll be miserable if you don't. So my point is, our point is, if you develop a desire to know the Lord, then you're going to do whatever it takes. Yeah. Whatever it takes. Yeah. yeah. You know? I mean, when they climb Everest, they walk by dead bodies. You know, there's people that died previously. That are, they just leave the bodies up there. And maybe the winds uncover the body. And here's this, you know, this guy might have been there 20 years or plus. Perfectly preserved. And they just walk by. Mm -hmm, and they just keep going. Oh, not mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or they hear on their radio, oh, two people died. You know, mm-hmm. And they just keep going. Yeah. So desire, it's, it's, that's the main, that's yeah. the main thing. If you don't have that. Well, that, yeah, and that's just, <laughs> that's opposite to the ascending method, right? I'm, or I, I don't know if it's, but just, we don't even need to go there. Just that's different from what you would think the answer would be. You could think the answer would be do this, do this, do this, this practice. But the most important thing is the desire, develop the desire. And of course, then there are things you can do to develop the desire, but just, I don't know. Well, yeah. Once that's, you've got the desire, you'll search out, what should I do now? Yeah. And that's yeah. where the spiritual master, not yeah. the only place, but that's yeah. one obvious place the spiritual master comes in. Right. But the desire doesn't come from nowhere. You actually, you can develop a desire. That's also something that might be new to people because you think oh if the desire is coming to me then I'll do it if I feel like chanting then I'll do it no you can actually develop the desire yeah 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 so a lot of people in the beginning they got maybe a little interest but not yeah. really a big desire yeah, yeah. you know well, I'm really kind of interested but if they you know start this process and they're around good association then they become more and more Desirous, yeah, I want to do this. Mm -hmm. You know, in the beginning, it was like, yeah, okay, or maybe they didn't even want to come, but some friend brought them, and they just came to accompany their friend. Yeah, you know, but lo and behold, you know, they they were touched and purified, and they started going, yeah, I want to know more. I want to do more. I want to get more involved. Yeah. And it grows and grows. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I am. Um, ah, do you do you have anything more you'd like to add to come back to the original question of like in a in a in an optimal if you make a plan for your spiritual life you want to do this what what to do and what things buffet on the we spoke about the buffet table of different things and. I don't know. Do you feel like there's something missing in this puzzle? Would you like to supply anything? You know, I, I don't really like this idea of making a plan because then I'm the doer. You see, I am going to make a plan on how I'm going to be spiritually successful. The plan's already made. <laughs> All you got to do is follow the plan that's already there. See, but we're so complex in our minds and so used to being in the position of I'm going to do it, I'm going to make it happen, I'm going to make this plan and I'm going to follow this. And, you know, things change along the way. You know, and if we get stuck in a plan, 
then maybe we'll miss opportunities that, but, but that wasn't in the plan. Yeah, I see. I see. You know, or so my plan should be to come with a desire to come to know and love the Lord, to find a true spiritual master, true spiritual guide. And that's the end of the plan. Then the plan is his plan for me. His (laughs) meaning the spiritual master and the Lord. And let them be the ones who decide, not me and my plan. See, I don't like that approach. That's a business calculated material kind of concept. Make your outline, you know, in the bullet point presentation. Well, let's say you're going to get to know a person. That that would be very weird if you're <laughs> deciding you want to get to know a person and you and you write down exactly, you know, how you're going to approach yeah. and how you're going <laughs> to... First, I'm going to, you know, get the girl's name. <laughs> then I'm going to find out where she lives. Then I'm going to try to find out what she likes. Then I'm going to buy the kind of flower that I've been to. Then I'm going to give it to her. Then I'm going to ask her to dinner. Then, you know, we're forgetting that she's got some say in this. You know, would you like to go to dinner? No. Oh, my plan screwed up. You're like a stalker. <laughs> you ruined my plan. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. And she's going to like me like this, and she's going to feel like that. And, you know. I get your point. It's it's the wrong approach, really. That's not what we're taught. Mm-hmm. See, the plan should be to come to the perfect teaching and follow it. That should be the end of the plan. Right. And that's the descending process. Yeah. But the ascending process is I am the doer. And I'll sit and I'll do my kundalini and I'll raise the... You know, the life air from the root chakras of this and mm. that and uh, da, 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 whatever, you know, the process that we plan, you know. And you may or may not be successful. And if you are, it's not final success anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. You know, it, the plan maker is, is very stiff. And he's hard to move, you know. Whereas the person who's, okay, here I am. I'm the pawn on the chessboard. You know, you move me as as I need to be moved. Externally, internally, both, whatever. Hmm. Then you're just saying, okay, you move me. I'm here. I'm your pawn. You do what you know is best. And what's the you know comparison if you have like if it if you have an old a tree that's especially like an old tree it's getting really like dry and stiff and it's very windy it doesn't move at all and then you know it it, it just cracks it because it doesn't budge but if you have a soft fresh tree then it just like it moves it it adapts yeah. to the change instead of like exactly. you say stiff and <laughs> In, in uh, Southeast Asia, they compare it to bamboo. Mm-hmm. You know, you should be able to bend like young bamboo. Mm-hmm. The wind can't break it. It just yeah. goes right to the ground and it pops back up. Uh-huh. But old bamboo, brittle bamboo, uh-huh. just the same thing. Uh-huh. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Or the, the chest example, you know, like you've got a chess board with all the pawns on it. Mm-hmm. And here's the master chess player, see? And he's the one who has the vision of the whole game, and see? But if this pawn is glued to this place, <laughs> yeah. it's time to move it, but you can't move it. You can't, so you lose, you yeah. know? Whereas if everybody, then, oh, it's time to move here, okay. Now I move here and I move back. Then, yeah. You can be a successful pawn for the master. <laughs> I'm staying here. No, I don't want to go there. I don't know the game of chess at all, but I know there's pawns that are moved around. A, did you see the big chess field over here? I didn't. Oh, yeah, there's like one meter tall chess oh, pawns that okay. you can <laughs> move around. Yeah. yeah. Right. But, uh, 
So yeah, tell your friend, you know, just don't be so mental. Just be relaxed, chant, follow the process. And things will happen nicely. Not that you shouldn't think and use your intelligence, but, you know, just be a little more relaxed. Yeah, I think he'll be listening. He he'll, he likes, he loves this podcast. He listens to it a lot. So oh, he does. <laughs> you will be hearing. Oh. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Hearing. Well, I guess we can chant. Yeah. Chanting, hearing. So. I've had a few people lately say they they listen to the podcast and that that they like it. Let's see if this chair will allow us to play guitar. I know. I saw that it's got not optimal. These chairs are like prisons. You can't do much. Okay, let's hope this. Okay, Haribo, Nitai Gore, Nitai Gore, Haribo. Haribo, Nitai Gore, Nitai Gore, Haribo. Haribo, Nitai Gore, Nitai Gore, Haribo. Haribo, Nitai Gore, Nitai Gore. Haribo, Haribo, Nitai Gore, Nitai Gore, Haribo. Haribo, Nitai Gore, Nitai Gore, Haribo. Haribo, Nitai Gore, Nitai Gore, Haribo. Haribo, Nitai Gore, Nitai Gore. Haribo, Haribo, Nitai Gore, Nitai Gore, Haribo. Haribo, Nitai Gore, Nitai Gore, Haribo. Haribo, Nitai Gore, Nitai Gore, Haribo. Haribo, Nitai Gore, Nitai Gore. Haribo, Haribo, Nitai Gore, Nitai Gore, Haribo. Haribo, Nitai Gore, Nitai Gore, Haribo. Haribo, Nitai Gore, Nitai Gore, Haribo. Haribo, Nitai Gore. Nitai Gore, Haribo, Haribo, Nitai Gore, Nitai Gore, Haribo, Haribo, Nitai Gore, Nitai Gore, Haribo, Haribo, Nitai Gore, Nitai Gore, Haribo, Haribo, Nitai Gore.
for joining us today. Thank you very much, Palagia. Thank you, Ruben. Very nice to be with you in, yeah. in person, in, in person. <laughs> a few thousand kilometers apart. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, no internet problems? 
No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you don't freeze. Yeah, don't, I don't freeze. freeze. <laughs> no freezing. Yeah, no glitches. <laughs> yeah, the Thank real you. world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how it is. Real f- flowers we can fare and smell. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, everybody, thanks for joining. Yeah. Thank you a lot, everyone, whoever's listening out there. You can always share the link. Yeah. Please do. And we appreciate it if you do. We do. We do. So we'll see you next time. Somebody else will have another question. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, send in your comments, your questions. I mean, if you want to know it and we know the answer, we will be happy to pass it on and my answer might not be exactly what you think it is but that's the point <laughs> then we learn something i mean if yeah. you already knew then yeah like so um, really try to live a life that cultivates desires that'll be beneficial for you because you're going to follow your desires regardless good bad or indifferent that's just how it is so then you yeah I see the point. You're going to follow the desires and then better follow the desires that are going to help you or make your life better. Yeah. And as Ruben pointed out in what we quoted from the Bhagavad Gita, you can develop good desires. Mm. You know, cultivate, develop. Okay. Thank you. Next time. (laughs) It's (laughs) Namaste. Namaste.